We are back with part three of African Voices in the Energy Space, a podcast brought to you by Ahadi Colab. We are concluding this conversation on energy poverty. Let's hear how Siwe and Matando conclude. So independent power producers in the current policy mm. framework mm. Um, as are also like existing at a national level. Yes, absolutely. Right? So so for, for the local level, so bringing it down to the grassroots, it still hasn't been properly defined. Yes. There isn't any existing um, um, framework currently that simplifies and local uh, makes it local, mm. makes the whole thing local. Absolutely. For municipalities and for communities. And for so communities. we now have to start thinking about the just transition um, aspect that you're talking about. Yes. When we talk talking about policy and when we're talking about implementation and we're talking about um, active participation mm. in the economy or in the sector, whatever sector it is, mm. that just transition is actually adding communities as part of yes. um, um, the Absolutely. value chain. Because if, you do, if a developer comes and puts a wind farm here but does not consider the implications that that has on the community here, does not have any real benefits, real yeah. transformation, yeah. Um, real affordable energy for the local community that's there. I mean, there's a couple examples we can have from yeah. right here in the Western Cape. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, what, what do we do about uh, kind of making this a little bit more inclusive? Do we now re- need to rethink whole national policy? Um, do we need to rethink how participation and democracy works, how transparency works? Um, do we need to have, I think, more active involvement? I just don't know what the solutions are. Um, I mean, we have some ideas, but um, I don't know how we realize it in the South African context. Yeah, you know, You've got countries like Switzerland where there's a referendum for every single... <laughs> Policy, everything. Yeah, I mean, they have what systems where every every decision needs to be, you know, passed by the people. Mm. And I look at our context where there's political elites, there mm. are energy elites. It's a very closed system. And in order to even address energy poverty, which affects the lowest um, of, of 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 income holders in this country, I just um, yeah, I want you to speak on how we. I don't know how we exactly move forward and how we bridge that gap Mm. uh, between the technocrat and the policymaker and the community. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I I do think that, um, you know, we really need to be uh, hard about... Um, you know, all these announcements that have been made. So we really need to be hard and we really need to forge forward and we really need to be sort of like determined Mm. about um, decentralizing energy generation. um, Yes. um, So for Just like the president's uh, announcement. Yes. Yes. So all of that. So we really need to to really be hard on that. So what I mean by we... Uh. We, in the sense that local government, yes. because the people are actually the first point of, of government for the people is local government. Yes. So if we're adding communities as, as a, as a, as a tier mm. in that, mm. so it's, it's not, it's now going to be national, provincial, local and the people. Mm. So the first point of, for them would be local government. Yes. That's an, that's for me, I feel. The whole aspect of now self-generation, um, 
looking at cutting the cost of 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 energy access yes. um and improving energy affordability yes. would then center there yes. so what's happening now is municipalities have started rolling out small scale energy generation mm. but it would be interesting to actually look at alternative energy sources and i think some municipalities i think stellenbosch is sort of looking at a pilot around that mm. where attached to the fee basic energy um um uh, kilowatts that they get mm. then there's the other aspect that's that looks at alternative energy yes, so yes. i think the the country tried but it failed when they installed solar geysers mm. so solar geysers were sort of another response to sort of lowering the cost and yes, improving affordability yes, for low income households yes. so think about a model where um the the households have an option obviously they they are going to be consulted and there has to be more than one option yes. of do you want to get kilowatts and a a a solar panel on your roof yes. to sort of sub- subsidize your generation yes. and your usage costs yes you know Absolutely. or do you want to get um 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 a uh, 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 lpg to sub to subsidize your your cooking and yes. what not and what not so i think that's the part that is currently missing yes. the fact that they haven't diversified um fbe or fbae it yep. hasn't been identified so fbae when i was looking at it mm. it was it's really just the alternative there back then was talking about paraffin candles mm. and gas so the alternative part of that mm. was was mm. was saying we're going to give you electricity and mm. so that end needs to sort of phase off because yes. the, those type of energy um, um forms are not good they're for not us we know that we, they're not yeah. good they they um create emissions and what not mm. and what not so we need to now start moving people away from that mm. so the education part comes in now mm. so mm. communities really need to start getting educated about yeah. understanding energy so the what de- is energy the decarbonization conversation All cannot that. happen at a national level yeah. it also needs to yeah, come again, to the local level local level and then again the efficiency side of things yeah um energy efficiency is also spoken of at large scale at large your buildings yes. your commercial your what not it hasn't really come down to mm. households so all households for that matter mm. you know for high income they also have an advantage because they have access to to getting to, to actually commenting when when a when a certain piece of of legislation is out um they get access to actually comment and put in their their views yes. but for for middle and low income who may not even know that there's a certain legislation piece that is out for comment you need to sort of design forms of reaching to them to say we we we're just rolling out a program on on actually making people understand what energy is and the yes. whole aspect around what 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 the whole energy um 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 value chain is so yes. your energy efficiency yes how do you um um save within the household what kind of appliances should you look at yes. what kind of um behavior that yes. you should have yes. such that your your 50 kilowatts or whatever actually lasts you longer yes. and you actually spend less yes. because remember in the beginning we said they spend 10% and more some 15% yeah. some 20% which is what classifies income. You, you know falling into that bracket of energy poverty yeah. and a very practical example i'm sorry i keep coming back to this because it's just <laughs> such a it's such a hot topic right now in south africa the fact that the president has made this huge announcement that 
he's lifting um, license exemptions for um, up, um, until 100 for yeah, the, the embedded generation um, threshold to 100 megawatts. That's cool and that's great at a decarbonization um, kind of conversa- conversation about injecting um, new investment into the country and mm. also mitigating the risk of climate, climate change, change. Um, you know making decarbonizing the sector moving away from coal decentralizing it a little bit giving more players into the generation energy generation space but what does that mean from a developmental perspective what does that mean for addressing um, socioeconomic inequality in this country how do we make it more um, human-centered and every single thing you've spoken about just now you said you made a comment just now about the fact that people don't even know that there's public commentary there's mm. no option for that yeah and there was a period of public commentary but did the communities they where that would happen even know no we're waiting the now. The same people who comment are the same people who don't have the first-hand experience. Yes. Right? So Absolutely. Their comments are always... I always find it interesting if if, if you're actually going through... Because some of those comments get, get published. Mm. You're actually going through those comments. And, and, and most of the time, it's always looking at the, the, the separate interests yeah. for those particular groups. That's right. That know this is going to hit um, business. Um, we're not going to be able to, to you know. So it's mm. always looking at their own interests yes. and never the interest of the, the, the you know, the end user the or end the, user. You know, the one person who's affected mm. by all of this or who will be affected by Absolutely. all of this. So you find that your, your low-income um, um, households actually they don't have a voice and they're yeah. not given the space to have a yeah. voice. The energy transitions conversation is happening, but it's divorcing the human experience, which is the majority of this country. You know, exactly. <laughs> most of the people in this country don't, uh, you know, we've got, we've got a very high inequality gap and um, most don't have access to those conversations. And yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure um, a family uh, in, in Kailicha or Emlaz or, um, somewhere was just sitting, um, listening to the news and the president makes the announcement. And they're probably like, what? Yeah. What is it? Yeah. What, and, what exactly and is he talking okay. about? That's not okay. You know, because uh, people don't know where energy comes from. Yes. And so if you're talking about decarbonization and alternative energy and all of these things, they don't know what it is. And they should. They should and be exactly. they should participate actively because exactly. it affects them directly. Exactly. If a president exactly. look at the well, the controversial car powership deal, say that passes, that kind that's energy for generation and that tariff goes to the consumer. They see the price on their bill, but what does that mean? mean exactly. Is it cheaper versus solar? Whatever mm. um where you generate the electricity. I think it's it's kind of important that there's a little bit more participation, you know. Yeah, so the um, opportunity thing that you were talking about also to say he's making that announcement, mm, but there isn't anything that is following up to say we are going to open up participation yeah. for SMMEs yes. that are black-owned, that are women-owned, yes. that are coming from specific regions, regions and we're going to roll out capacity building for yes. those people to understand absolutely. what it is that they're going to be doing. So to open it up to that level, yes. then would would actually, now you're actually achieving that developmental that, aspect, exactly. getting people to participate in the economy meaningfully where yeah. they are. Wow. Um, Matanda, thank you. <laughs> I mean, 
I could talk about this conversation all day. Oh, you know, yeah. energy com- uh, poverty is such a complex and multifaceted issue. It's driven by a diverse range of social and economic factors. We've spoken about electricity prices. We've spoken about uh, the fact that the current policies that exist are, are inadequate, you know, potential solutions. I mean, this is one conversation that we're having on this podcast, but this needs to happen at a grander scale. Yeah. Um, and I really hope that by us having these conversations in our spaces where we work, it will it will make other people working in the sector rethink how we approach our work, how we how we uh, advocate for participation, mm. how we look at energy poverty and energy access, and just the electricity conversation as a whole. As a whole, yeah. As broader macroeconomic issues that need to be factored in national policy and then trickle down as well mm. to the local level and the community level, yeah. um, making sure that people participate in a meaningful way um, so that they're included. So, yeah, no, thank you so much. This has been such a fruitful discussion. And, um, yeah, I just hope that whoever listened will <laughs> participate <laughs> with us moving forward and we can have these conversations Yeah, moving forward. No, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, you know, I've learned a lot. Um, and it's, it's a good um, ex- exchange. And I think it's also it's all, also nice as, as somebody who's in the space to mm. get yourself out of the box yeah. for, for, you know, sometimes. Get yourself out and of modeling. Yeah. <laughs> look at this. <laughs> look actually at discuss the real mm. issues um, that are happening. And, and, and it sort of p- p- places you at a, at a point where you also start questioning the everything else that's happening is it really responding yeah. to the need you know yeah. and yeah so so thank you so much for the opportunity thank you so much Batandra. i think we'll wrap it up there um yeah and cheers to everyone and thank you for listening bye Our guest for this episode was the incredible Batandovazi, hosted by Siwe Kuse. Thanks for listening and thanks to you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help us grow our following, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. This podcast is brought to you by Ahadi Collab, which brings together young black professionals in the energy sector. To catch all the latest from Ahadi Collab, keep tuning into our podcast almost every week. Thanks.